0: Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness.
1: We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown, and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media, and find our Patreon at patreoncom Therapy.
0: This podcast is about providing education and understanding, and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. So, Keaton, I, I think you have to start this episode with your favorite line:
1: "Human being juice." <laughs> Oh, Rorschach, what a character. <laughs> what a character. Um, the yeah, the so today we are gonna be talking about Ozymandias, who honestly might be one of my all-time favorite characters in
2: mm.
1: in any comic book. Like Ooh, I as far praise. especially villain wise. Yeah, yeah. Easily top three. Okay. Easily top three. I've always just been so enamored with him. I think it's because I was pretty young when I read Watchmen. And mm. so, I honestly, I probably shouldn't have been reading it if you're honest. <laughs> like, I was, I shouldn't, but, <laughs> but uh, I was so enamored with him as a villain. He was so complex and just mm. so cool. Like he, he and I just yeah I was always just really infatuated with him and I feel like after really getting into comics, nobody could top him and so he's just always stayed at the, at the the top of my list as far as best villains.
0: You know I and I know you've talked before about how the villain, especially in like movies and stuff, the villain makes the story. I have to I have to say though I think. I agree. I I find his I find his character very intriguing, but I think that what really lifts him up even more is the general story and all of the characters and their different perspectives. I yeah. think it it even heightens his character even further. It's just a one it's, it's a great storyline. It's a wonderful storyline. And you just see these different kinds of reactions with superheroes and history and stuff. And I I just think that his character on top of that really great storyline just it, it yeah, it 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 holds him up as a really, really fantastic character.
1: Yeah. And it's it's interesting because like uh so source, materi- source material source material-wise mm. getting ready for this one. I read uh before Watchmen, Ozymandias, which mm. it was, I think, six issues. It was a six-issue run. And then also, of course, there is the Watchmen comic book as yep. well as the Watchmen movie. Yep. And then, in addition to that, the Watchmen television show that is a yep. direct sequel to the comic. The yeah. the Watchmen comic. and Which so- is very
0: interesting because, I mean... The comic and the movie actually have a lot of things in common. But it's yes. interesting that because you you just kind of think TV, oh, it's another kind of, you know, right. video. So you think it would come after the movie. But the slight variations, mm-hmm. it clearly follows the comic instead. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Because the big the big difference, the biggest difference between the movie and the comic as far as Watchmen goes is the big Explosion scene at the end in the movie in the comic book. It's like a giant octopus type alien squid or thing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. and that attacks and so. Well, it's it's it's
0: create. Didn't he? He created it. Oh yeah. To appear like it's an alien invasion by giant squids. Right. Which sure, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he. uh, Yeah, he is a very yeah he's a very interesting character and then yeah in the comic book he manipulated it so everyone thought it was Dr. Manhattan that did it right and yeah. so yeah it was different but um one of the most in- one of the interesting things I think about Ozymandias is he's absolutely brilliant
2: mm-hmm.
1: he knows he's absolutely brilliant Fair. to a fault um And he, he puts himself on a pedestal, which is, is funny. A lot of the times, Mm -hmm. like you'll see villains and it's like the people around them are the ones that are like, whoa, right? Like their followers, their, their followers Mm -hmm. are just like, oh man, I'm going to follow this guy. It's like the Joker, the Joker has charisma somehow, right? He has so many henchmen. even though he's the Joker and constantly shoots his henchmen in the face. Like he still has people that are (laughs) like, you know what? That guy has it all together. Right. Like, and, but Ozymandias, he is in a crowd of one and he just, he's, he just sees himself as above it all. And it starts from when he is a child. So when he's a kid, he, instantly sticks out in school as a very young child for being so brilliant, um, to the point where he almost pretends not to be because mm-hmm. he constantly gets accused of cheating.
2: Oh wow <laughs> With,
1: yeah. and of course that gives rise to bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, He deals with bullying by learning and he goes and as a kid goes and learns Kung Fu and then goes back and beats the living daylights out of the villains, not the villains, the bullies. I won't call them villains (laughs) yet, but bullies are. So he matrixed them. Right. He said, I'm getting
0: beat up. So he, I know know Kung Kung Fu. Fu. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I know Kung Fu himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's that version. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, he goes back, he gives like one of the bullies a compound fracture and they're going to expel him from school, but ozymandias he uh well, Adrian Vate at the time. He's not yeah. ozymandias yet. Um he uh his parents are very wealthy and his dad basically bribes the school and like mm. builds them a new wing of the school to let Adrian stay. Um, but eventually his, um, his parents pass away and he gives away their fortune
2: mm.
1: and he pulls, he, it's funny because reading before Watchmen, he has a lot in common with Batman. It's really mm. funny because Adrian Vate is like, if Batman and Let's Luther.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: we're combined.
0: Cause I I always think about how much he has in common with Lex Luthor, so I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you were thinking of it that way too.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, he he basically he leaves and travels around the world, learning martial arts, learning everything from Mm -hmm. like all the biggest experts. Like he it it, it's really kind of like that Bruce Wayne journey where he's just going around the world learning everything learning how to fight and just honing his body to the as he says to the peak of human fitness (laughs) um and at that point he kind of he says one of the things that sticks out is he says that he doesn't see anyone on this earth as being his equal the only Mm. one that would ever even come close would be alexander the great yeah um and then he gives himself the name ozymandias after i think it's king Ramses the second yeah i think yeah
0: it's It's very telling what he names himself right yeah
1: right um and so
0: and he even in the movie and i cannot remember if it's in the comic as well but when you see his lair there's like a statue of himself in his (laughs) own lair yeah which yeah. is an interesting choice.
1: Oh yeah. He's <laughs> he's really feeling himself. Like he's really Yeah. He I I I do love a villain that loves himself. And <laughs> my God, he really does. He really does. And like I do kind of I get it just because like he does back it up. Like yeah. that's one thing that's interesting. He he backs it up. It's not one of those things where he gets caught lacking he honestly succeeds at everything he tries to do
0: (laughs) Yep. well and that's the thing so we've talked before about narcissism narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder and so we talked about it with homelander and was like okay so a lot of times with narcissism you think of this grandiosity and it's like okay well if you're technically actually superior (laughs) in these objective ways then where yeah where does kind of all that lie versus when is it narcissism versus when is it just not being humble (laughs) right it it gets a little complicated with some of these these villains and yeah he I mean I think he shows it in terms of um, and by the way I feel like the title is a spoiler you know obviously with Watchmen you don't know at the start that he is the villain but you had plenty of years everyone to (laughs) to figure this out and to to watch it or read it
1: whatever like really whoops really yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) but yeah i mean you saw it
1: in the title
0: (laughs) you saw it in the title yeah you know he though yeah from you you essentially kind of have to go through the whole storyline again after you find out just how much he's kind of Woven into things over time. It was interesting watching Watchmen again because the first time, so I watched the movie and then I read the comic. Mm-hmm. So my order was different than yours. And so it was interesting going back and watching the movie and picking up on you know the little things and paying closer attention to him because he creates this giant plan. And not only does he do this giant plan to manipulate the entire world, So, I mean, essentially that there's not nuclear war, which uh, I appreciate, by the way. But not only does he do that, but he manages to do it in a way where the guy who can literally see the future doesn't know it's going to happen.
1: Yes. Which
0: blows my mind.
1: That's one thing. That's why I said he he really did give me Lex Luthor vibes. Because Lex Luthor does see himself as he has no equal. But what drives him crazy is super. Superman, yeah, like, and I say drives him crazy, I know this is a mental health podcast, I drives him, irks him, bothers him, we there don't we say there the c word
2: there well, we go, there we go, yeah,
1: that's not the worst c word though there's a worse C word, but yeah, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it wow, it, yeah it, it absolutely <laughs> it absolutely irks him that Superman is out here, just stronger than him faster than him and there's nothing he can do oh. about it and it's interesting because he's constantly getting the best of superman and adrian Vate is uh or uh he's the same way the mm-hmm. way that he manipulates dr manhattan someone who honestly i put as stronger than superman agree yeah uh and it's and but what makes what the watchman universe so interesting is Dr. Manhattan is actually the only superhero. Yes. He's the only person in that whole universe with powers.
2: Yeah.
0: Although Andrew Andrew, where did I get that from? <laughs> Adrian, Adrian Byte, yes. though, he he's so smart that it's almost like a superpower. And and he his body is so attuned that yes. it's almost like a superpower. So you're right. I mean, it really is this. Bruce Wayne, Lex Luthor Mm -hmm. combo guy that um, he really has a lot of prowess. But yeah, I had actually, it's so funny because I had misremembered Watchmen and had like auto filled there being more powers um, throughout with the different characters. But yeah, they do such a great job of essentially creating a lot of superheroes that don't have superpowers, but you have this one and who boy is he powerful and yet he he gets got with the best of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what and what's so interesting too is no one would have ever seen any of his actions coming had he not killed the comedian.
2: Mm.
1: Like the comedian figured it out, and he killed the comedian, and it was them trying to figure out who killed the comedian, that led them eventually to, oh, wow, well, Adrian and, did this.
0: Yeah, and not only that, though, um, and this is why I find it so interesting. I think that I, what, what's so what's so interesting about this is the comedian, it's not that the comedian finds out. It's this surprising piece where the comedian, who tends to embrace the Grizzliest, most grotesque parts of humanity, yes, this is too far for him, yeah, and he crumbles, yeah. and he says, I can't see this much death and loss, even though it's for the quote unquote greater good and whatnot and and I think that that's why he was the weak spot because i I think that if you had to guess the comedian. Would have found a way to be okay with it, but he just the weight of it was too much.
1: It was too much, and backtracking a bit, one of the one of the things with Ozymandias as well is he sees himself as the only person that can save humanity from themselves, and he's yeah. willing to do anything necessary, which is why he makes this grand plan to destroy new york city and kill millions of people because in his mind he's potentially saving billions yeah and it's one of those things as soon as you watch it or read it you realize this is the same thing that america did in world war ii When they dropped Mm -hmm. the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So many times, it was so many innocent lives lost. Mm -hmm. And we look at it now and they're like, oh, but how many people did we potentially save by doing that? And it's like, you can't look at it that way, which is what drives Rorschach up the wall so much. He's like, no, this isn't okay. You don't know that. You don't know what's going to happen. No matter how smart you think you are, you don't know all people. You don't have it all figured out.
0: And that, I think, is an interesting thing about villainy. Why is Ozymandias a villain, or maybe some people would argue he's not, versus the United States? (laughs) and once again we don't necessarily see it as a villain but i bet some people do and so that's the thing right they talk about who wrote the history books who had control over the narrative because yeah what makes what makes it villainy yeah what 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 makes it bad what makes someone evil or you know if you try and simplify it to that way you know what What is, what are the deciding factors?
1: Right. And it's, and it's one of those things where you look at the situation and you gauge it. And the only way you can really gauge it is by putting yourself in their shoes and saying, Hey, would I do this or would I not? What choice would I make if I were in that position? Because it's difficult. It is difficult, especially when you see, like in that era, it's like a super cold war. It's like ultra oh, yeah. chilly Celsius. It is <laughs> a cold, cold war. Which, and
0: by the way, I love so okay, superheroes are a thing. So then Nixon never goes away. Yeah, he never and goes away. Speaking of villains, right? I mean, n- n- no offense, bro, but uh uh, you're a bit sketchy, like, let's yeah. be real. Looking yeah, back, him, and, history,
1: him and Kissinger, yeah, those guys, bit yeah, of a sketchy dude, you
0: know. Just because you're a president doesn't mean you're not sketchy, say sketchy
1: um, I just say they're bastards, like, I don't, yeah. You know, it's, it's, he, yeah he, I so, a he label. stayed
0: pre- president, he wasn't impeached. Not only that, he ends up like never leaving, he gets a third term. Which, anyone outside of the United States listening we only have two terms at that point and so it was so interesting so having superheroes around actually creates an even more intense cold war than there was with the right. USSR and then so so essentially superheroes can you know help with order and reducing crime and data da, da. but then it had to be counterbalanced by millions of people being murdered yeah, so that so that the Cold War could end and there wasn't right. a nuclear holocaust. Yeah,
1: yeah, and wild. Yeah, and they use the Doomsday Clock, like this yeah. clock that's like, "Hey, this is how tense things are." And I'm like, "Who made that? Who's gauging this system <laughs> right now?" Right? Because and yeah, it, because yeah, and it's it is interesting to me looking at this situation from a historical perspective. What's interesting is there hasn't been another nuclear bomb dropped since those two. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very interesting looking at that situation and then looking at this comic book and realizing like, oh, okay, I kind of see what they were doing, but the biggest difference is Rorschach told everybody The real deal and what actually ended what actually happened um and that's one of the things i didn't really dig too much into the doomsday clock story that dc did but
0: yeah i've only read parts of it here and there
1: yeah but long story yeah long story short the world redescends into absolute chaos Mm. once that comes out that he did it, and so Adrian disappears into an alternate universe, which is the DC universe with Batman Ooh. and Superman and everybody, where yeah. Dr. Manhattan also just so happened to disappear to, and that's yeah, a whole nother thing. Um, but yeah, he's he's very he's very interesting and very um conniving. Uh, I don't know if conniving's the word because honestly it was brilliant the way that he manipulates everyone, especially Dr. Manhattan, like giving like the way that in the uh, the way that he gave. He basically gave cancer to everyone in the vicinity uh, okay. of Dr. Manhattan to make him think you're the problem.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, once again who's a villain what what makes what makes someone a villain so these are clearly terrible things that he's doing yeah he and okay yes not he's not a humble dude okay no. like let's be real he he ain't humble he's very prideful and yet he time and time again shows that he's actually extremely bright and if ever you're going to trust that someone can kind of gauge where things are going, he might be one of the people you listen to the closest. He sees this issue coming up and he says, "Okay, how do I fix it?" And supposedly um supposedly this is how you f- how you fix it. <laughs> yeah. Is we got to get Dr. Manhattan out of the way so he doesn't stop it. Um, which means we have to distract him by making him think he's given everybody cancer because of his superpowers. And then we have to kill millions of people um, and trick everyone into thinking it's an attack so that the entire world, and we talked about this on the podcast a lot, how do you get people to stop fighting with one another? You find something that they can work toward together. You put them on the same team. And so that's what he did. He put them all on the same team. And you see this so much in all of these different storylines with alien invasions. So he naturally Mm -hmm. says, okay, let's, well, in the comics, at least, he does an alien invasion. um, And it's, (sighs) actually, I think Watchmen does a really good job of highlighting When is someone a villain and the complexities of that? Because Rorschach treats him as the lowest of the low villains. Right. Everyone else goes, (laughs) uh. What do we do? And they all were just kind of frozen with it and said, Well...
1: Dr. Manhattan. Yeah.
0: Even Dr. Manhattan. He kills Rorschach.
1: Like, to keep him from... Yes! Yeah.
0: Because they said... It's already happened. All those, these lives are lost, and then they see. So I love, I I love how it's like, oh, is is this like some superpower machine? He's like sort of, and he turns on the TV and he just shows how everybody is coming together to counteract this terrible atrocity, and and so they're all like, we can't. They essentially refuse to treat him like a villain and instead kill Rorschach. Because they say, you know what, this is getting us where we need to go.
1: It's like, look, look, y'all, I did it. I'm a hero. Look, look how great I am. And it's it's so it's so bad.
0: It's so it's so mentally twisty.
1: It is. It really is. And it kind of like, but honestly, we we do we do see people unite in the face of tragedy. It happened when absolutely. I mean, nine eleven. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! So much patriotism. So much yep. patriotism after that from all sides. It was uh yep. It was not red or blue. It was red and blue. I mean, we yep. were united, and mm-hmm. then a whole lot of war crimes came after that, and that's when people kind of were like, "Oh well," eh, and... but yeah, it was a weird time in America. But we well, were, a lot of... yeah
0: yeah I mean that's a great example, and then you know you've got all the like the the world wars happening and how that combined a lot of countries together and um yeah, you know having a common goal, especially one that isn't especially having a common goal that is incredibly important to everyone, so I think I've talked on here before where they 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 once did this experiment with this camp of boys and they separated them and I think it was like the red team and the blue team mm-hmm. and they competed against each other and they essentially became bitter enemies of, of one another and then they said okay so how do we fix this and then they they essentially well they pulled a uh, they pulled an Ozymandias but not so intensely they broke stuff around the camp. <laughs> and yeah. so the teams had to come together to fix it, so that you know they had running water and their bathrooms worked and all that stuff uh and then they were on the same team. It wasn't us versus them anymore; it was a right. we versus the situation, so bringing in an alien invasion in particular is is pretty genius, i gotta say yeah um and i i you know I think it does need to be something pretty terrible in order to to um. I think it has to be something pretty terrible in order for it to really pull everyone together instead of kind yeah. of arguing about, you know, which side you might be on and this that and the other. But yeah, it's. a uh... Yeah. So so when does it go from hero to villain or is it both or.
1: Well, yeah. I what's interesting is always thinking about the the concept of motive. Mm. right like i feel like uh a lot of the times it boils down to uh a person's motive like i i so comparing
2: like... of oh, uh,
1: like comparing ozzy to like a james bond villain where a james bond villain a lot of times they're just megalomaniacs that's like i'm going to start world war 3 so i can cover it with my news network like it's something outlandish Right. Or the Joker, I'm going to vaporize Gotham's water supply. Like it's, it's not a, it, 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 there's, there's nothing in there that says I'm doing the right thing versus I'm doing what I want. The thing that's interesting about Diaz is before all of this happened, before he did this, he was just a hero. He was a superhero. Yeah. He did the right thing. Right? He gave away his family's fortune to charity and then rebuilt his own fortune. He helped start the I think the the Minutemen and then mm. the Watchmen. I think there was another one before that like the Crime Smashers or something. But <laughs> he was he was at the forefront of heroics like in the age of heroes like he was a good guy until this and he even did this because in his mind he was doing it for the right reason and in reality it worked but it wasn't okay because the thing and it's i think it's uh it's interesting because I feel like it always it boiled all the way down to is the loss of human life ever okay? Yep. Right. It's kinda like, oh, like it's the the way people fight wars for peace. It's like how like that feels like an oxymoron, right? It's like well, and, yeah. and
0: so this has me thinking about back in last season when we talked about injustice. Mm-hmm. and red sun for that matter and just all the superman ones really yeah. where you know they, yeah. they create fascism and stuff but <laughs> you know i yeah it makes me think about okay so um we look down on superman for stopping death but taking away freedom um but but uh, uh We also say, okay, well, it's also not good for Ozymandias to, okay, you're, you're jumping in, you're okay with death, but it's creating peace and coming together. And I don't know. I, um, I mean, I'm not saying people should go around killing tons of people and I'm totally with Rorschach in that even the smartest person in the world cannot predict everything. It's just not possible. For example, he did not predict the comedian responding the way he did, or yeah. he probably would have dealt with that in a better way that wouldn't have unraveled everything. So he cannot predict everything. And so I think that's one of the issues is, um, and and honestly, these situations come up all the time. It's just you and me, you know, we're not high, enough, uh, high up enough on, on the food chain, shall we say, to know about some of those situations, but- Unfortunately, there are decisions people make where they say, okay, what what collateral damage is okay? Right. And yeah, it's it's tricky. And you know, I I do agree with you that what is the end goal and what is the intent and the motivation is a very important thing in terms of is someone a villain? it's kind of too, you know, in our legal system there's you know there's manslaughter versus first degree murder, and you know there are all these different layers and levels depending on what's going on um, and I mean, even within the legal system, sometimes it's okay if you kill somebody right, depending on the situation, right, so I don't know it's it's a complicated thing um he's not cleanly a villain and and I think the show kind of plays up his, uh, let's say, not so humble tendencies. Yes. Which then you got to think, okay, um, how much of this is you just wanted to solve this on your own? Yeah. And this is the only way you could do it alone.
1: He's so quirky in the Mm. Watchmen TV show. Oh, my gosh. And part of it is just, I think, being stuck on on a planet by yourself. With a bunch of
0: clones,
2: with a
1: bunch of clones for that long, it's so it's so funny. And the first time I watched the show, I was so confused. I was like, "What is happening (laughs) right now? I have no idea what's going on." Um, but yeah, essentially, he's basically stuck there because he was trying to create the ultimate utopia, and it's like, "Oh, look, something you can't do. How does it feel Mm, like?" And yeah. yeah, it's.
0: And, you know, from what you're talking about, and admittedly, I don't know the comic specific to him. That's like the precursor. But from what you were describing, he's kind of used to essentially being on a planet all by himself. Mm -hmm. He, he was bullied, he has always been different than everyone else. And that's something actually that really high intelligence or other ways where you see the world very differently. That can be it. That can be really hard. It can really make it hard to connect to other people. Yeah. And you know, in a, in a, in a very different expression of it, he's kind of like Dr. Manhattan where Dr. Manhattan, they actually, they have this visual where he wears less and less clothes. To essentially signify he's feeling more and more distanced from humanity. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that Adrian Veidt, kind of the same way, he he also is separate from humanity.
1: Absolutely. And in the Before Watchmen comic, something happens. He does have a girlfriend and then she overdoses on drugs and dies. Mm -hmm. And... He becomes a masked vigilante to catch oh. her dealers to yeah. actually catch her dealers and and it kind of just he he kind of evolves as a character, uh, from there. But yeah, that, and that just goes back to like he started out as a hero, and he it always starts that way. He did what he thought was right but like you said in the Watchmen TV show I I think they do a a really good job of showing and eh, he's not really a hero as much as he loves himself so much and he is just all about I'm the best and no one else can come anywhere close to me
0: And now this is this is a fictional world so I guess it's potentially more true but even even the smartest people in the world—they're not the best at everything. No, it's just no. This, this is not how things work. It's kind of like, um, you know, I have a PhD, I and I even am further specialized within my field, and da da da. And then you'll joke with your colleague about how. You don't know science that third graders know, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the more you learn, the more, first off, the more you realize you don't know. Oh my gosh. And then, yes. and then you forget all this other stuff that you don't use anymore. And so some people might be able to do more and more and more and, and, and know a lot about a lot of things, but you will never be the best at everything.
1: And yeah.
0: yet he seems to embrace the I I am the one that is going to provide the answer to all of this. And it's like, really? Really, yeah. bro? I don't know.
1: Um, one of the things I always tell my students, I, I try and tell them on the first day of class, is you are only as smart as where you're standing on the planet. Mm. Um, and, and I tell them that I say, because listen, in this classroom, I probably know. More about biology than all of you, I yeah. absolutely do. When it comes to science, I am the smartest person in this in this room. I'm the smartest person in this room when it comes to science. I yeah. said, if y'all pulled out your phones, you pulled up TikTok right now. Oof. You would know more about it than I do. I've never mm-hmm, doubt mm-hmm. I've never had it on my phone. I look at the TikToks friends send me. I don't know the first thing about making one. Right. If you were to drop me into the Australian wilderness, unless Crocodile Dundee was there with me, I probably wouldn't make it because Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about how to survive in that environment. Uh, And I tell them that because I'm like, Hey, listen, there will be times when you feel overwhelmed. There'll be times when you will be confused, but it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Versus, like you said, Ozzy Mendez, he's like, I'm the best at everything. You can put me anywhere, and I'm the best, right? Like he's yeah. just, it's yeah. Like,
0: and here's the thing: I bet if you dropped him in random places, he would be the best in more than your average amount of places. You know, yes. let let let's say most people maybe you got one place where where you'd be golden. He's got fifty, maybe yeah. even five thousand places, but. There's no way he's the best at everything. And he even takes out Dr. Manhattan, who is pretty ingenious himself and also, you know, has like superpowers. He can like create crap on Mars, but you're not going to use that guy to try and sort this thing out. Yeah. Especially, actually, I would argue that it's potentially more villainous and, and less heroic because he doesn't utilize Dr. Manhattan. Because Dr. Manhattan, there's this whole thing going on with him where he's becoming less connected to humanity. So Mm -hmm. if anyone could objectively set aside the loss of life and look at the different factors and say, yeah, we need to do this, it would be Dr. Manhattan. So actually, the fact that he takes Dr. Manhattan out, to me, might argue that this was the solution that he could find best in his control.
1: It's funny because you look at all the characters in Watchmen and you realize that they just go all the way down the spectrum because mm-hmm. you have Rorschach that's like there's good and there's evil, there's nothing in between. And, and then bean you have juice. the right, <laughs> yes, <laughs> human being juice, and <laughs> then you have someone like the comedian that's just off the deep end and a direct Mm -hmm. reflection of whatever society he is in and not just a reflection of society, a reflection of the worst part of that society and somehow still being a a, a hero. And I put that in the biggest quotes possible, (laughs) very interesting character. Horrible oh, yeah. human being.
0: <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Gotta love him. Oh
1: my god. The best. Um, and then but you have the very human characters like, like Night Owl and mm. Silk Spectre, who Who
0: oddly are the least interesting characters.
1: I know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that Absolutely. Sad. I didn't come here to watch normal people be normal. <laughs> like, what is this?
2: Lame. Um, right,
1: right. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you have. Adrian and you have Dr. Manhattan Mm -hmm. that kind of round out that end of the spectrum where they see humanity more as a question than a living thing. It's almost like they look Mm -hmm. at it like a Rubik's Cube to Mm -hmm. solve instead of human beings walking around and living on this planet, right? Like, do you think Adrian Vay ever went to a furniture store? Like you know, like did he ever have to go buy a new mattress like you know, like he's he is in his own world.
0: He sees us as like an ant farm,
1: yes, yeah. yes, him yeah. and Dr. Manhattan by the end, oh, Dr. Manhattan oh, yeah. comes around, he does come around, but by the time he does come around, he's like, "I hate humanity, I'm gonna go live on mars and
0: <laughs> honestly dr manhattan if if he had found a way to reconnect to humanity earlier i think a lot of things would have gone better because he once again he could have been part of the solution Yeah, i also think that adrian veidt if he didn't too fully embrace his ozymandias side he could have found a way to get dr manhattan actually doing the things that needed to be done so it yeah. is interesting you have these characters and they they get in their own ways
1: yeah because and because the thing i always think about it i'm like what kept dr manhattan from just disarming every single nuke on the planet like he well, could do it's, it it's
0: it's so i think that 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 scene with the comedian is so poignant oh
1: yeah when, when they're the in comedian, vietnam
0: yep and shoots and kills the pregnant woman yes um because he just didn't want to have to take her home with him like he promised yeah uh super super great guy super great guy best. uh and and he essentially pointed out to dr manhattan You're as bad as I am, if not worse, because you could have stopped me very easily. You could could have have, listed all these super heroic things he could have done to stop him from doing it. And that was one of the first, well, it wasn't one of the first signs, but it was one of the larger initial signs of how, yeah, Dr. Manhattan is becoming too far removed to actually be a part of the solution. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to argue it again. If Adrian Veidt had been willing to work with someone else and not just say, how am I going to solve this myself as the smartest and whatever, you know, the best of them all, I think he could have easily seen, oh, you know, Dr. Manhattan, let me get him on board. How do I get him reconnected?
1: And the difference, too, is especially if you look into like the Watchmen TV show, Mm -hmm. Dr. Manhattan comes around. He falls yeah. back in love with humanity. Yep. He, he, yeah, he, he goes, he does a full heel to face turn. And, and I don't say heel like he was a villain, but he, he even basically is like, I want to live as a human and figure out a way to even forget that I'm Dr. Manhattan and just be a human. Like, I just want to live as a human and fall yeah. in love and just live my life and even after he goes back to being the dr manhattan we know he's like it's time for me to get out of here yeah like i'm i yeah
2: yeah. i
0: you know i keep this is obviously coming up this season but so being a villain a lot of times we think of okay so you're you're you have ill intent you're usually it's self self first. So it's something selfish that's that benefits you uh, usually at the detriment of others. Um, you have ill will toward other people. Um, you're you're doing bad things intentionally, but it's not that simple. So you could also do good things intentionally. But to get to a bad result eventually, right? So like manipulating people and it kind of like seems like you're doing good things. But really it's so you can like control stuff or get them, get things worse off in the end. But then there's also, I mean, Dr. Manhattan's not a good guy in this. Right. I mean, he, like you said, he could have fixed everything. And yet he let millions of people die. Yeah. For, I mean... Essentially, no reason. Yeah. I I mean, people will be people, you know. Then we argue like, oh, Superman, he stopped all violence. Well, uh, that's not going to solve. You know, we we can always find an issue. But Doctor Manhattan really checks out. Yeah. And so he he doesn't intend to hurt anybody, but he sure doesn't intend to help anybody either.
1: Yeah. And it's it's interesting because you look at Adrian's plan, and everything that comes with it. It's the society at the time before Adrian's plan plays out is a society that's completely being manipulated by fear Yeah, and then Adrian's plan goes through and the world is still being manipulated by fear it's just a different fear then Dr. Manhattan gets manipulated by Adrian again because he's like hey, if you tell it What do you think is going to happen? It's still manipulation by fear. It's still manipulation by fear. And at that point, too, Dr. Manhattan is not only looking at it as like, it might not even necessarily be a fear manipulation. But what Dr. Manhattan is doing is looking at humanity the same way Ozymandias is by saying, hey, they're an ant farm. What's going to help the most ants? What's going to solve this Humanity Rubik's Cue.
0: Well, and... I mean, let's be real. So, Adrian says, yo, Dr. Manhattan, you haven't been doing anything for people so far, so don't do anything now. Yeah. I mean, he he's kind of... He's not asking much of Dr. Manhattan, really, because Dr. Manhattan has been kind of sitting on his laurels for a while. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been claiming that he's, like, working on constructing this stuff... Uh, to kind of resolve everything, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced that he would just kind of fall for that. It he's, it's almost like I keep getting this picture in my mind. Like, let, let's say that you've got like a highway and, and he's just, he's sitting by the edge of the highway and he keeps seeing like, like a bunch of animals st- crossing the highway and getting hit by cars and, for the first few, you're like, oh, man, you know, like, he doesn't know what's happening, and, um, you know, he doesn't know what to do, and da-da-da. By the hundredth or thousandth animal getting hit by a car, is he still yikes? not a bad person in this scenario? Right. Like, at that point, it's like, okay, you're not intentionally having them harmed, but you're also... I mean, at that point, are you intentionally being passive and, yeah. and intentionally allowing it to happen? I don't know. Like At a certain point, I think his role shifted to a gray area, and Adrian Vite just leaned into that quite and a bit. So, yeah.
1: One of the things that's interesting about Dr. Manhattan, too, is how when they give his story, and he shows up. He's like, I'm above it all. I am the ultimate. I am superpowered. Mm-hmm. But he's constantly being manipulated. I mean, Nixon talks him into going and fighting in Vietnam. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like,
0: okay, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: like, what? Like, how? how, Like, you see the big picture, and yet Richard Nixon talks you into intervening. Yeah in Vietnam. And it it's it's just it's he's a very interesting character because it's like hey look he has all the powers you could ever want or need mm-hmm. in a superhero but he might actually be more human.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's the thing too is that just because someone has a lot of power doesn't mean they're perfect. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not human. And actually, okay, so this dude was like a super scientist before. I mean, he right. was doing all these experiments, and that's how he turned into Dr. Manhattan. So much like Adrian, he, pro- he, he potentially wasn't connected to a lot of people in the first place. He might have felt very separate in terms of his intellect and how he connected with people. Not to stereotype or anything, but... If you're, if you're like that kind of heightened scientist, there is that potential. And then you kind of add in what you were just talking about. So he has all these superpowers. Um, you know, may, maybe he felt a bit disconnected to the rest of humanity to start with. And then you add all these powers and it just really took it to the extreme. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you. would you'd hope he'd have a better sense of what nixon was doing or what anyone was doing but yeah it it seems like a, a lofty disconnect but it could also be that he just never really fully understood other people and then you you add in the powers and it it just gets worse because everyone's yeah. trying to be around him at that point and he doesn't know what to do with them still
1: yeah and he just gets farther and farther away. Mm-hmm. And, because, and then
0: you you hang out with Nixon for a while. and
2: Because,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I'm not going to, his, his decision to leave Earth and go live on Mars. Mm. Very human decision. Mm. Very human decision. I'm not going to lie. There have been so many times when I wish, I've wished, I just want to go and just be somewhere. <laughs> Completely by myself, I yeah. am really not vibing with humanity right now. Like I mm-hmm. felt that way, like whether it's during the pandemic or during a horrible election season, like whenever mm-hmm. or or like another school mash, just started. I had shooting, to drive through, yeah, you know, I had to drive
0: through town today, and I saw all the idiots on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah,
1: it's you get Even in this position things, where yep. you're just like, I wish mm-hmm. I could just disappear from all of this and just be somewhere where none of this is Mm. right and so the thing is like he his reaction to things are more human than i think he realizes like yeah you have the powers but
2: and
0: he's actually he definitely strikes me as someone who has a lot of emotional numbing Mm -hmm. So some people, when a lot of stuff has happened, they'll get very emotionally reactive. Yeah. and so these are the people who a lot of a lot of if they found out like oh you you know you're getting treatment or you're on meds or people will be like okay yeah I could kind of see that because like it it's just it a lot of times might come out in one way or another, mm-hmm. but then sometimes what can actually happen is a person's feeling things and they tamp it down. And some people are numbed. And so here's the problem that also happens with Dr. Manhattan is that you, you can't numb out just one emotion. They're all tied together and it's all kind of one kind of network of things that will happen and, and react in you. And so if you numb one, you numb everything. Yeah, And so, yeah, you know, I, I, I think he he's seeing all of these things and he's numbing and then yeah. when he numbs all the bad stuff, like, say, Vietnam, he also numbs his personal connections. So then he he leaves the woman he was with and he ends up with another woman who then he, he ends up numbing out on her, too. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Mars. There's, yeah, there's a lot of this emotional suppression happening for him. Yeah. And by, by the end, it says, OK, no, well, yeah. a million, a million people died and i'll in the movie at least i'll take the blame
1: yeah and Mm -hmm. it's it goes all the way back to bring it back to adrian uh Diaz is like yeah i did this horrible thing and it leaves us the the readers and watchers going who's worse the person that did it or the person that knows they did it And they're just like, yeah, I'll keep your secret, you know? Like, it's, it's, oof, it's, it's bad because he kills Rorschach. Like, he kills Rorschach. So so that, that
0: takes it to the next level, I'll say. Yeah. But, yeah, it, I honestly, I don't. mm. Yeah. Because I'm, here's my thing. Like, I'm all about openness and honesty and you gotta, you have to do that to get to the core of things and to have healing and growth. But then you have this really terrible thing that happened, and it's, and it's based on a lie, or it's it's there's a lie surrounding it, and that lie will help things move to a better future versus the truth. Well, hmm. So I was going to say that the truth would kind of ruin it all, which maybe, but. Why couldn't Ozymandias be the villain here instead of Dr. Manhattan? Yeah. The aliens make more sense to me because the aliens, once again, it's something obviously separate. That's from another planet, us versus them. But with what the movie did, I would argue is not a strong case for why it needs to be Dr. Manhattan instead of Ozymandias.
1: So he I, could,
0: he could still be the villain. I think and it would do the same. So
1: I think the reasoning for, I think, I, I think the reason they did that is because Dr. Manhattan is a villain. They can't defeat. If they all found out Ozymandias did it. I mean, yeah, he can fight back, but a bullet will eventually work on him. He's a human. As a matter of fact... I
0: mean, I suppose, but he caught one in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> caught one. He caught one, right? <laughs> put a minigun in front of him. Ozymandias is Ozymandias. He's not going to let you
0: put Um. Oh, jeez. He's not going to let you do that. But Come like, yeah. on. I'm just
1: like, I... You I, just...
0: You said earlier he is Batman plus Lex Luthor. That man's not yes. going to let any guns near him.
1: I get it. I get it. But I really do think... That it would not have united the people mm. if one man had done it. Because honestly, this is what would have happened. Russia would have saw that he did that and they would have been like they would
0: have blamed the US, probably. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It wouldn't yeah, have and it I wouldn't guess, have solved anything.
0: I guess Dr. Manhattan is superhuman and almost alien like. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that argument. I just don't think it's as strong as alien squids. Yeah. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown.
1: And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com battherapy bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.